to Empire Building, the podcast where we talk about building big businesses and even bigger lives. I'm your co-host, Wendy Papazian. I'm Tiffany Fikes. And I'm Kimber Lovett-Minkiti. And today we're going to be diving into five strategies that will help you win the day every day. And so we got like, there's, you see this a lot. There's books on how to win the day. We kind of looked at what are the five strategies that we think uh, will help our listeners really do that. So number one, implementing a morning routine that includes you. And we're going to dive deep into each of these. Number two, write down your top one to three goals for the day the night before. Number three, eliminate distractions. Number four, gamify, make it fun and create a winnable game. And ultimately number five, give grace to yourself. So I've been known to be a little bit competitive. So just this idea of winning the day and kind of gamifying how I thought about it, which a lot of times is kind of me versus me, really helped me focus on the wins, the positivity. It helped me keep my energy up and high, especially on those more challenging days. And let's be real, more challenging seasons. And I think as empire builders, it's an awesome opportunity for us to create a culture around us at home, in our businesses, where we can celebrate the wins. I know for us, we, we sometimes are focusing on all the mountains we still have to charge and climb and really being able to pause, think about how we really won the day and ultimately the habits and behaviors that allow us to do that when we're advancing not just our big professional goals, but our big personal goals. So ladies, how do you guys think about that? How do you think about winning the day? Well, as the not morning person of the group, (laughs) this was actually something that I really struggled with because I, I, I do not, I am not a early morning person. My circadian rhythm includes nothing that starts with a five, almost nothing that starts with a six. (laughs) And so it was an interesting concept to start saying like, what does that look like for me? And sometimes in my life, that means I've got to do, I got to get up when I don't want to get up. Um, But then other times it's like, well, lean in to who you are. So y'all probably win more than me in the morning because you love the morning. (laughs) Well, and to be fair, uh, for a lot of people, if you're up in the sevens, that's early. You know, I think you've you've surrounded yourself by some wackadoodle well, early bird yeah. friends, <laughs> you know, who think that, you know, getting up in the fours is normal. But I think for a lot of people, sevens is just fine. So maybe even just winning the first part of your day. Right. I think that is important to do what Kimber said, which is to spend that first part of the morning on you. And um, I I love this because I think especially when you have children, uh, it's really easy just to roll out of bed after you've hit snooze two or three times. Um, and just like leap into your day with no thinking time whatsoever. You're going and turning the coffee pot on, you're, the kids are already awake or you're waking up the kids, you're making breakfast. Kimber's like nodding her head like, yeah, that yes. is my morning, Wendy. <laughs> <laughs> what was, and yeah, it's so, sure. yeah, it's so nice to have a little breather before all of that rolls in so that you can have a little bit of intentionality around it. And, and guys, I will tell you, even if you're not quote unquote, a morning person, you can implement a morning routine and you can make that a habit. You absolutely can. And it's just a matter of prioritizing it and figuring out what works for you and your schedule. And sometimes that does mean you got to get up an extra, basically what it means is you probably got to go to bed about 30 minutes earlier so that you can get up 30 minutes earlier. 
And our bodies train really easy to this. I found that as I got going, like when I started to wake up at, at five, all of a sudden, like the first couple mornings, it was rough. And then I was, I, I was getting up before the alarm, right? Like, because my body was just getting conditioned to do that. Getting out of the bed was a little bit more challenging, right? Because then I'm like, oh, I can just lay here and scroll through all the things I want to see. But really starting that routine for me has been a significant shift to my overall energy, sustained through the day, mental health, feeling like I'm really like able to tackle, especially for a lot of us that are rolling into really challenging days and conversations and days that might include a lot of still Zoom calls. How do you, that morning time became a really intentional time for me to focus on the day. Well, and I would encourage everyone to not pick up their phone and start scrolling right when they yes. wake up. Uh, it's actually, all the studies show it's, it's actually really, it's really bad for you. It's quite toxic. And so get out of bed, do something else, journal, have a cup of coffee, um, you know, whatever that looks like, even read the news without like hopping on social or something like that. Because what happens then is like, you're being bombarded by other people's priorities. And even on social media, that's really what it is. You're being bombarded with other people's priorities. And it's a really hard way to start your day. Well, and that's a great lead in to, let's do, let's jump into some actionable strategies to create yes. that. Because the first yep. one is, you know, implement a morning routine that includes time for you. And no matter what you think, scrolling social media is not time for you. That's, to Wendy's point, other people's priorities coming into you. So, you know, winning the day starts with winning the morning. And when you develop a morning routine that empowers you, drives your energy up, it sets the day up um, where you feel like there's nothing you can't do and it increases the chances that you'll be more productive. Um, so having time set to get ready each day move your body, journal, review your goals, get into a routine that really works for you. And for me, as the non-morning person, that was really important. Let, let me tell you what my morning routine was before I got intentional. <clears throat> I'm not I'm not a big makeup person. My hair was not could do nothing with my hair. I would set my alarm for 15 minutes before I needed to be walking out the door. And I would get up immediately at my alarm because I had 15 minutes, I would wash my face. I would uh, maybe put on just a tiny bit of makeup and then drink. Brush your uh, teeth. Brush my teeth. Thank you. Yes, I would brush my <laughs> teeth. I did do that. Um, but I wasn't a coffee maker, so I didn't have to wait, or a coffee drinker, so I didn't have to wait for that to brew. Brush my teeth, uh, say bye to Joshua, and then get in the car and go. And that was my morning routine wow. for five or six adult years. Like, this is not my college routine. This was my mm, adult routine. That's like routine. high school for me. Yeah. Yeah. But then when my life got bigger, my business got bigger, like I had to pour into myself in order to maintain at the level of which I was producing. And so I had to get serious. And this meant a very small, incremental, what does Tiffany need in the morning? And so like one of the things that I implemented was meditation. I want to focus my brain, to train my brain that it can stay focused on one thing. And if I could do that every morning, if I could do my 10-minute calm app, uh, calm of the day, then I knew I could do anything because I had focused on myself for just 10 minutes. So, you know, I, I implemented that. And then I would layer in exercise. And I wasn't starting 
I, I was not someone who exercised. I was one of those weird people. I don't get endorphins. I've never understood people who feel great after exercising. Um, <laughs> but I knew I needed to do it. So I started small with yoga in my bedroom, like uh, yoga with Adrian on YouTube. She's got 10 to 30 minute little workouts that are awesome. And I just started doing that. So then I would do my Calm app and then I would do my yoga. And then I layered in some writing. Um, and so it, it doesn't have to be this giant thing that you add. It can no. be something simple. No, I love that. Well, and, and, and like all good things, you start with one habit and then you stack on top of that. So, uh, you know, Jay and I have been working out with a trainer for many, many years, uh, over 10 years. And, um, when we first started, our kids were little. And so we did actually get up in the fours. Our trainer came at five and we worked out from five to six. And that's, that is early. That is early when you're getting up in the fours and now it's more reasonable. We get, we, our trainer comes at six. Uh, so we get up in the fives, uh, five thirty. but, um, that's a powerful morning habit for me. That is my number one thing. If I don't do that, I can't do the rest of the stuff. I just can't. I just, I just can't. And um, it's great because now that I'm aging, you know, I'm in my fifties now. Uh, I am a strong. I'm strong. You know, ten years, like starting when you're forty, all of a sudden you look up and you're fifty, and you're like, wow, I'm stronger than my peers because I've been doing this for ten years. And so for those of you that are a little bit younger, or even if you're in your 50s, I would highly encourage it because at a certain point in your 50s, your muscle mass starts to decline rapidly if you haven't started to do any bodybuilding. So Kimber and Tiffany, I suggest you do some pumping iron in the morning uh, as well, because for me, that's just really the best way to start the day. And then I have uh, a little, I do exactly what we're talking about, which is um, I write down my priorities for the day. So I actually use a Panda planner and I write down my schedule. So everything I've got going, uh, I write down what's my one thing, what's the most important thing that I need to do. And, um, and then I write down my affirmation for the day, what my habit for the day is. And at the end of that day, I think about what, what my wins were. And then I also do, um, I'm also journaling three things I'm grateful for. So that alone is really powerful. And now that my kids are older, I also do the wordle, which is really fun. That's a part of my morning routine. Um, and I do the mini crossword also from the New York times. So that's what I've got. What do you have, Kimber? I love that you build that all in. Like you're, you're taking us right into strategy too. But I think that morning for me became, you know, I've got a three-year-old. So he's, you know, it's, it's a late morning if he's not, if he's still sleeping at 630. So I've had to, like, if knowing that I need some time before I hear the word mommy to have done, like, ideally I've already done my workout. I've already gotten up. I've had some time to meditate. I've had like time to like start the coffee machine. And I, I really, similar to Tiffany, like I didn't have a 15 minute window, but I definitely like, I was like the snoozer. I just kept kidding it. Then I'd lay in the bed and scroll. So I might've actually been up for an hour, but I, there was nothing that I was doing to move my body or engage my mind or have any sort of self-reflection time. And when I've implemented it, it has been a game changer for my health, for, for like just physical health, mental health, like just being able to have a little bit of that time, especially as I think, Wendy, you said it, like it does, I, I notice a dramatic difference. Even when I travel now, I pack exactly what I need in the mornings. I have everything. I don't travel if I like without like my tennis shoes so that I know that I have that space and time to be able to have a really powerful start to the morning, whatever that looks like for you. Well, I, I think you can, 
you can stair step up. So like my yoga in my bedroom, I now go to a gym. I, I get up and I meet a friend at a gym three days a week to do exactly what Wendy said. Like I am lifting weights in the morning time now. Lifting weights, somebody Wait, who like- I didn't know you were lifting weights. I know. What? Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. What are you doing? I did weights this morning. I, uh, I'm a member of Burn, Burn Boot Camp. And oh, so- okay. Yeah. What, what kind of weights are you doing? Oh, I mean, it's hand, it's hand weights and a lot of body weights. Oh, those weight. little baby weights? Is that what you're talking oh, about? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> you need to tell everybody what you uh, squat because it's pretty impressive, everyone. What was yeah. your most recent PR, Wendy? Well, my, my, I got my hip replaced three months ago, so I've gone backwards quite a bit. But yeah, I was back squatting 220. Yeah, which is, I did three pound was, arm that, weights this morning. <laughs> You did what? Well, you got to start somewhere. I did three pound lightweights. It was great. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm using 10, I'm using 10 pounds on certain things, which makes me really proud. Okay. That's not baby. Yeah. Those are baby weights too. Three is baby weights, Kimber, but 10 is not. (laughs) That's me. me. I love it. But you know what? No shame. You start somewhere. Start with your three pound weights because then it'll become five. Well, that is where I started. So you guys are going to look up and you're going to be my age. You're going to be kicking my butt. Um, All right. So strategy number two is to write down your goals for the day the night before and revisit them throughout the day. You guys, this is so, so important. I mean, when I was just blowing and going in um, my real estate business, this was the most important thing for me because what it does is kind of, if if it gives you anxiety when you're sleeping, maybe you don't want to do this. I know for some people it does, but for me, it actually helped with anxiety because I knew what my most important things were for the next day. And um, that way, when you wake up, you know exactly what you're, what you need to do. And and sometimes your brain will actually do some of that like strategic work for you uh, where they've, they've done some planning on your three main things. Um, and if you guys aren't doing that, uh, then probably what you're doing is you're opening your email in the morning and you're 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 letting other people's priorities determine your day. And that is absolutely the worst way to run your day because you're never going to get that intentionality and you're never going to get those big rocks accomplished because you're always knocking out these little goals all the time. So um, that is strategy number two, which is to write down your goals for the day, your three main goals for the day and revisit them throughout the day. Well, and one of the things we do on our team, because I think this is so important that you go into your day really understanding your priorities. And I don't know what everybody's morning routine is. I can't control everybody's morning routine. So the first thing we do when we get together, we do a huddle, we do an inspirational like thought again, a little bit of you time, just a little bit that's built into them. And then we go around the group and really quick popcorn, what's your one thing today? What's your one thing today? So that everybody starts their day really clear on what their one thing is. So maybe they didn't do it the night before. Maybe they didn't do it in their morning time. But I know the people in my world are going to be intentional about their one thing. Um, and so that's that's kind of a hack I brought into our team saying, this is who we are. This is the culture of who we are. And so let's start our day with it. And if you do it the night before, then you have no trouble coming in and knowing exactly what your one thing is. I love that. 
All right, so strategy three, eliminate your distractions. So when you're looking to win the day, you wanna make sure that you have really figured out spaces, a bunker, an area that really allows you to get focused on what you said were your top priorities for the day. I don't know about you, but how often I sit down and I'm ready to roll and then everything starts happening, right? Like the notifications are buzzing, somebody pings me on Instagram, maybe the like something happens in my phone, Everything's everything is coming at you, which then takes your attention away from whatever the priority was. So this is an opportunity to create a space where you eliminate it. If you need to put your phone in another room to make sure that you end up with this opportunity for a sprint where you really get to focus on driving this forward. For me, it's really important to do this at the top of the day. I actually don't do this all day long. It's not realistic for me. So I really set up the, the front end of my day. I have a powerful morning. I get in and I've got time to huddle with my team. And then I set up a couple of hours that even if it's 90 minutes, that really allow me to make the best effort to knock out the day. And that that's what it includes, like eliminating the distractions during that period of time. And then sort of allowing the eruption in the world, certainly with an active sales business and a brokerage business that can often kind of go off the rails. And so I don't like feel like, oh no, I didn't, I wasn't able to black block out all the noise all day long, but I knew for a period of time that I was able to like calm the noise and the distractions. And I find out what you guys for, but I'm so much more productive in that period of time. It's like right before you go on a vacation and all of a sudden you have this burst of an ability to get everything done that if I can create a space where I can eliminate the noise, I'm really able to have uh, the best shot at getting those top priorities complete. That's so good, Kimber. And I read somewhere, probably in the one thing that uh, people spend up to two hours a day switch tasking. So up to two hours of your day is actually you pinging from activity to activity. So you can, if you can actually be focused a few hours in the morning, you'll be way better off than most people. And the other thing that I discovered recently, I don't know if you guys have ever seen this, but if you got an iPhone, did you know your iPhone will tell you how many times you pick up your iPhone every day? Yeah. Have you seen it's that? One of the updates. Yeah. It is terrifying. I was saying, that sounds okay. scary. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let me see if I can find it. So you go to settings. Um, and then I think you go to, yeah, go to screen time. Is that it? it? It'll also tell you what apps you spent the most time on. Which Ooh. is very yes. helpful too. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Oh, well, it tells you like, yeah, I'm at, I'm at 12 o'clock. I've already, oh, I have a daily average of five hours on my phone. Just scary. That's not where the pickups is, though. Where is it? It's on the focus, maybe. Oh, pickups. You know if you click on see all activity underneath okay. the bar graph, it's going to give you the pickups. Woo. How many times have you picked up your phone so far today? <laughs> I don't want to know. Okay, here we go. Uh, oh, I don't know what it is today. Average 40. That's mine. Okay, today already 18. I average is 65. Ouch. I don't, <laughs> oh, I'm 65 too. Yeah. yeah. Whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I think that's Okay, so average. what a great Where do you opportunity. see the average though? Yeah. Dang. That's convicting. Dang. Yes. That is convicting. Okay, if you're over 65, not age-wise. <laughs> oh, I was if like, what? Over, no, if no, if you're over 65, you probably pick up your phone less, honestly. But we if you're over do. 65 times a day, that's a lot. I, I mean, I've looked at that before. It's been over 100 in one day, which is insane. That's 10 times an hour. Yeah, that's hour a work. lot. It's a lot. 
And yeah, we live every in such six a distracted minutes. world. Like we are every just six constantly minutes. distracted. Yeah. yeah. Every six minutes. That's really crazy. Well, and to uh, the yeah. iPhone point, you've got the do not disturb feature, the like focus. It they kind of gave us something that we were all kind of creating, like turning off notifications mm-hmm. and all that. Like use those features on your phone. Like in Kimber's two hour of undistracted, like you don't have to pr- turn on airplane mode anymore. You can turn on focus or mm-hmm. turn on, you know, do not disturb. And then it takes care of all of that for you. So you could still use your phone. Cause that was the problem I had with it is, is like our business is on our phone. Yeah. How do I do it without being distracted? And I love that feature that they've created. So I use that all the time. I turn focus yeah. on and I make my calls or do whatever I need to do. And just another plug for not doing it, right? Like I, how many of us, this happened to me yesterday. You, I was having like a really amazing productive day and I looked down at my phone and I got a message about something that had happened and I felt my entire energy shift now, mm. right? Like, and if you're doing that before you walk into something or if you're in the middle of a really important task, like not that those things aren't happening, but it has the power to completely shift your energy. And I had to be super intentional. I had to pause. I had to really like regroup to finish what I was working on because I all of a sudden felt like I needed to go jump into this fire and my energy had gotten completely distracted because I allowed something else to enter that space. Well, and what if that happens uh, in the morning before you go visit your kids? Hello. Yep. Oof. Yeah. Mm. Oof. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, how many times have I allowed that to the point that I miss my kids in the morning because I'm like, guys, I got to deal with this now. And then I don't see them because that became the priority when it wasn't my priority, but I allowed it in and that derailed my hormoning. Yeah. And I've watched so many times where something's a fire for somebody else. I don't let it in because I didn't look at it. And when I go down and I call them back two hours later, I'm like, oh my, hey, sorry, I missed you. They've solved it. They so it, it. I would have gotten pulled into it. It would have completely derailed my ability to get my priorities done. And they had figured it out. This big thing that was a fire really wasn't that big of a fire and they solved it. And I'm going to say something really convicting right now that's going to be really convicting to some of you, not you guys, but to some of you listening right now is that some of you like that. Some of you like being the person who gets to solve all the problems all the time. You walk into the office and you're the hero. You're the smartest person in your office. You're the smartest person in your business. You're the smartest person in your world and you like it. You like being that hero. And I'm going to tell you, it's not, that's not leadership. You know, that's not leadership. That's babysitting. Yeah. All right. Well, and I'll, and I'll, I'll speak as somebody who loves that, like who loved that, who still loves it. I could, I could get drawn into it very, very easily. And so when I hire people, I tell them I am a problem solving junkie. Like Mm. that is something that I love to do. And so the, only way you can, if you bring me a problem, I'm, if you got a problem, yo, I'll solve it. Like, but <laughs> like, you can't do that. You can't walk in my room and de- you can't walk in my office and derail me like that. So you got to know that about me. So if you bring me a problem, you better come with solutions or I'll be derailed uh, yeah. with you potentially. And, and so I've learned to tell people that and be honest about it. And it's helped them help me to put that aside. Yeah. And, and here's a script the- for those of you. Oh, go ahead, Kimber. No, I just, uh, I'm, I'm with Tiffany. Like I am a crisis manager, literally by training. Like I'm trained as a crisis manager. And one of my therapists said something really powerful. And she said, sometimes people who are good problem solvers and crisis managers, they create them. And I was like, ouch, right? Cause you don't think about that. But, but if we're really amazing at something, 
you might create that chaos in your world un, un, without even the awareness of Unconsciously. it. Unconsciously. Yeah. yeah. Because you are the person who comes in and solves it. So mm. ask yourself if you're kind of like, oh my God, I'm putting out every fire. It seems like I've, every day there's all these problems. I can't get anything done. Are you creating the fires? Mm. Because it actually is fueling something for you. Love that. Mm. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's jump into strategy four. Gamify winning. Mm. I love a good game. So Ooh. I love this strategy. I love the title of this. I know. Game, gamify winning. So we all know the likelihood to increase the likelihood of hitting goals. You need other people to know that that's your goal. You need to keep track of it. You need a scorecard of some, you know, of some kind. And sharing it with others gives you extra accountability on it. You don't need to be racing somebody else to gamify your winning. You can be competing with yourself, um, but you don't know if you're not tracking it, if you don't know whatever those things are. So like one of my examples of gamifying is when I was getting up to work out, I got a calendar and like crossed out every morning that I actually did it because I wanted to see the X's build. And I always create prizes for myself. So if I would do it, you know, every week, then I, because I'm the thrifty one and I don't like to spend money, I would go like buy myself a treat. And, and cause I wasn't working out for weight reasons or health reasons. I was working out for mental health. Um, and so I wasn't going backwards in my goal by getting ice cream after working out all week. <laughs> You're not like me who takes their kids out for ice cream after we go to the dentist. Which is, <laughs> when my kids are older, they're like, mom, this is so bad. So, so bad. I'm like, well, you know. It's, it's you fine. know what it's it's what it's we do fine. life is better it's with fine. ice cream it's fine <laughs> okay so what do you guys do what is what does gamification look like for you ladies I, for me one thing that it, like this sort of you versus you became really real for me like and calm has this peloton has this um i introduced this to sarah she didn't even know this was a thing like you can track your daily engagement right like how many you can see it on the peloton app you can see like did you work out today and has these like blue circles when you go into your activity and so i like made a challenge for myself last year that i was gonna do something for myself 30 30 days in a row right for the whole month even if that was like what tiffany's 10 minutes on like in the meditation because there were all these there's all these things that you can do. Right. And so it, it literally took me almost six months. Right. So what I realized when I needed the habit, I needed to actually build it into the mornings. If I didn't do it in the mornings, like it, it decreased significantly the likelihood that I was actually going to do something for myself. So I just gamified it. Right. And now literally like I, I started again for in this year and May was the first month that I actually managed to get all 31 days, I did something for myself. And I literally like screenshotted it. I was like me, for, I was like celebrating for myself. I don't Amazing. Even know. <laughs> so great. Amazing. Yes, well, now it's going to be, you can't break the chain of your months. So it's how like many you months it. can you do I'm it in a, a row? How many months in a row? Six weeks in a row of working out even. And so that is even cool, right? So it's just- 76? Then, 76. Oh, <gasps> that's huge. So fun. Yeah. So wow. it's good. And wow. it's I like, love that. I'm not competing. It's, sometimes I am competing, right? Because I'm like, how many have you done? I tried to invite several of my girlfriends to do this with me. <laughs> I was like, we should do this. It'll be great. But I think making it that that fun thing and having a prize at the end or just an ability to have like bragging rights that you that you got it. I do compete with my husband during our workouts. I'll be honest. But Sometimes it's not fair because he's had multiple back surgeries and some things are quite a bit easier for me. <laughs> I'm kind of mean that way. 
Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, so what's number, what's strategy number five? Strategy five. I kind of love this one because I think especially as empire builders often were that we give ourselves, like we're the hardest on ourselves sometimes. So strategy yeah. five is to give yourself some grace, right? So sometimes we strive to win the day and we fall a little short. That's just the reality. And this is where you have the power to change the narrative, change the story that you're telling yourself. Did you win the morning? Did you win the hour? Did you win a moment in the day? Like actually going back, and Wendy, you said this, right, in your in your Panda Planner, writing down the things that you're grateful for. For me, this really shifted it. And out there are days where I'm like, I, you know, I'll be like, I did not win the day today, but I won an hour. There was a good hour in there where like something good happened. And those moments in your day are worth celebrating, even in your most challenging moments. So whether it's an experience, it could be a person, a circle, a group of people in your life that you have a moment to pause and be be grateful for and be grateful that you were able to win in the moment. And that can be the biggest win that you have. So it's really cool. I think just think about, Hey, maybe I didn't win the whole thing today, but give yourself the grace to acknowledge the people, the experience that you did win and celebrate that. I love that. Well, and that's one of the biggest things actually that I learned in meditation. So like the, the calm app, as I was failing miserably at staying focused on my breathing, uh, Tamara Levitt would come on and be like, now you're probably thinking of something else right now. And so just with loving kindness, bring yourself back <laughs> to your breath. Don't you and love I her? didn't realize how, like, I beat myself up in my head about like failing on that. And so on days when you haven't accomplished whatever that was, or you let that distraction in, or you totally didn't make that happen. That activity at the end of my day of identifying one win is with loving kindness, bringing myself back to realizing that it's okay. And tomorrow's a new day. And we all get, we all get a start over. We all get a do-over every single day we wake up. That's God's gift to you of a do-over. So, love that. So I good. Well, guys, today was so awesome. Uh, just reminded me of the importance of winning the day every day. So you want to make sure you implement a morning routine that includes you. Okay, depends on your stage in life, but whatever that is, even if it's just 15 minutes for you, it's a game changer for you to be intentional and think a little bit about how you want your day to, to land. And then you want to write down your top one to three goals the night before. So, so important. That way you wake up. Literally, You first of all, most people don't write their goals down. And if you're writing them down the day before, that puts you probably in the top 1% of all people. Um, and then you want to eliminate distractions. You, distractions are a part of life, right? We cannot avoid them. And think about a time block, right? Where you could build your bunker and not have everybody pinging you, asking you for help, all of those things. And just get your most important things knocked out in the morning. And honestly, if you're, uh, if you just do your one thing, your most important thing every single day, you're going to be so much more ahead of literally every single person out there. Um, and then you want to gamify your winning. I love this. First of all, I loved uh, listening to you, Kimber, when you were talking about this. Literally, you're, you guys couldn't see her, but her whole face was lit up. This is like Kimber's thing. Uh, so if this is your thing, go ahead and gamify that winning and get some friends to maybe hold you accountable about that. And then don't forgive forget to give yourself grace because I know like, for instance, this morning um, I woke up 
at three this morning and my dad, who's visiting me, had fallen out of bed. And pretty much everything I had planned for today, except recording this podcast, got blown out of the water because I had to take care of my dad. And nothing, there's nothing more important than that, I guess, except for this podcast. Um, (laughs) And and so for you, you're going to have days like that. You know, you're going to have hard, tough, crazy days. And the reality of life is one day is not a, a career going to make. Being intentional every single day and the compounding of that is going to be way more powerful than just blowing up one day. So guys, go out there, win the day, every day, whatever that looks like for you and continue to build your big business. And don't forget about your bigger life. Bye guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.